This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Congress has passed a bill to provide more than $8 billion in response to the coronavirus outbreak. The Senate passed the bill 96-1 to 1 today after a similar landslide vote in the House yesterday. The bill provides $7.7 billion in new discretionary spending for vaccine development, research, and equipment stockpiling. Another $500 million is provided for telehealth. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says they're happy with the bill, but she still raised some additional questions with Vice President Mike Pence. We had concerns, and we're gonna, they're going to get back to us on some of the answers. The concerns regarded uh, not only the number of the test, but the integrity of the test and uh, uh, having to correct tests that were not reliable before. Next on that is when you take the test, then it has to go someplace to be analyzed. And what is the turnaround time? And are people walking the streets not knowing whether they are positive or negative? So far, the disease has shown no major impacts on the U.S. supply chain, and Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said yesterday at the House Ag Committee that China is still working to live up to its commitments made in the Phase 1 trade agreement as it battles the disease. USDA is out with new rulemaking on federal nutrition programs. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. The Department of Agriculture is asking the public to weigh in on a new proposal that would strengthen state employment and training for participants in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Food and Nutrition Service Deputy Undersecretary Brandon Lips says the proposed rule holds states accountable for providing ENT services that move participants toward work. We want to make sure that every recipient is receiving more robust assistance and guidance particularly if they're in job search. You know, we, we want to work across the spectrum of services that are provided at the federal, state, and local level to re- ensure if a recipient just comes out of a job and needs simple help with job search to find a new job with the skills they have, we want to be able to provide that to them quickly. He also says it promotes evidence-based practices and services. Services run from combining job search and education training activities with a tailored mix of services based on that individualized assessment and certainly one of the most important things with best practices ensuring that individuals are receiving that uh, case management assessment when they come in so that we're moving them into the right place in the workforce system when they get there. The proposed rule will be published in the Federal Register sometime next week. Once published, interested parties will have 60 days to comment. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. The inland waterways system could have a pair of long-running issues behind it soon. The Olmstead and Lower Mon projects that have been a major consumer of time and resources along the river system for years are both close to completion. Tracy Z is the vice president of government relations for the Waterways Council. He says this will free up resources to be used elsewhere. We have four legacy projects right now. Two of them will be completed. Here in about two to three years, we'll be able to start a new construction project, project which um, for the ag community, the uh, Navigation Ecosystem Sustainability Program is on that list, Lock and Dam 25 in LaGrange. Um, fiscal year 22 or 23, we're looking at getting a new construction project, and then 23, 24, another one. He says they're also expecting a new Water Resources Development Act, or WERDA, will be signed into law this year. It's also the only piece of legislation that moves, so it's critically important to get anything that members care in that bill so that you can have that passed and signed into law. Z says he doesn't anticipate election year politics will get in the way.
If you look at the history of Word of Bills, they're signed into law on even number years and traditionally in September or early October so everyone can go home and tout a win that they received. He says WCI expects legislative text in the House by Memorial Day with a markup in June. In the Senate, they're expecting a markup in April and floor time in May. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.